0: Love Talk Radio.
1: This is our common ground, alternative activist empowerment on radio, speaking truth to our and ourselves. Who are you? You don't know. Don't tell me Negro, that's not this. What were you before? The white man named you a Negro. And where were you? And what did you have? What was yours? What language did you speak then?
0: As you honor our
2: forefathers and foremothers, I urge you to honor our living heroes. When you honor the names of Matt Turner, Harriet
0: Tubman, and Malcolm X, I urge you to honor the names of Geronimo G. Sundiata Akoli, Matulu Shakur, and Mumia Abu-Jamal.
1: America's chickens are coming home.
3: Violence begets violence.
1: Hatred begets hatred. And terrorism begets terrorism. Our common ground speaking truth to power and ourselves.
2: I'm Janice Graham, and I'll be listening for you. Thank you for being with us. Stay tuned. Good evening, and thank you for being with us here at Our Common Ground. I am Janice Graham, and tonight is open mic Saturday night at Our Common Ground. Our number is 347-838-9852 if you want to write it down. How are you? I'm up here in the snowbound New England, and um, in the Boston area we received about 24 inches or more of snow and uh, the city is not moving as fast as it normally
0: moves
2: in removing the snow. But that's just fine with me, and I think, and all of you out there in Boston, to to be patient. Um, resources have been uh, mounted. However, it, it this is, we have to keep in mind, and this is like the fifth on the list of the biggest snowstorm ever in history in the city of boston so uh and keep in mind also that since we had this kind of snowfall uh we've had a huge population um, growth uh within the city um many more small and um uh, one-way, um one way um Small streets, uh, offlying streets. So the city is trying to get um, the major uh, fairways cleared, and then move into the many neighborhoods in Boston. And I hope all of you are with power. Well, obviously you are with power, or maybe you're on a smartphone. And if you would like to jump on your smartphone, it's three four seven eight three eight nine eight five two. We do accept smartphones at Our Common Ground. It is also the second week of um, Black History Month, and we're going to be taking a look at some interesting, not-so-well-known facts that we do here at Our Common Ground about black history. And tonight we're going to be talking about Christopher Dormer. Dorner. We're going to be talking about the U.S. Postal Service. We're also going to be talking about how we are conducting ourselves uh, in this political
0: climate
2: that has so drastically changed in um, America and how it informs us about our role, our responsibilities, and our obligations to our own ancestors. So um, we hope that you'll join us in this conversation. One of the things that I do want to talk about tonight is the city of Chicago. I mean, we have this meeting place every Saturday night at 10 p.m. here, and it is our common ground. It is what we share in common in terms of the of our principles and how we use those to build building blocks and our understanding of our struggle toward liberation uh, throughout the diaspora. Um, this is my 28th season, um, and I want to thank all of you who joined us last week for Playfell Benjamin, of course. We are always open for uh, feedback, and uh, we don't just... Do these shows, we do these shows as building blocks um to build upon our ability to empower ourselves personally to empower our communities and to be inspired but to our not inspired but inspired to our responsibilities and obligations to each other so there's the agenda. Uh, Certainly, you can add to it. You can also give us your feedback. I do want to talk to you a little about what's going on with the show. And I also want to extend my apologies. I am suffering with one of the worst colds. Uh, I've been with it for a week. I'm trying real hard not to use any pharmaceutical drugs to try to hang in here and see what comes of it all. And I noticed that our new opening didn't play. The old opening played. I wonder how that happened. Uh, i really got to get a board operator in here. Um, So if you see me run to music real quick, enjoy the music because I don't have a cough button on this board. If you're just joining us, this is our common ground and I'm going to peek in the chat room to see who's there. India Declare of the I Declare show is there. Uh, she is saying to me that I had. there is no sound. Uh, I just che- pe- checked in the pa- uh, in, into the into the chat room. Are you hearing me now? Let's see why we're having technical difficulties. My mic is open. My mic is indeed open. And my board is lit. Let's see. Oh, they can hear me now. Okay, it's, Miss I Declare of the I Declare Show, and I hope that all of the Our Common Ground family joins us her Monday through Friday uh, here at Blog Talk Radio. Uh, She is in her fifth-year broadcast, uh, one of the old-timers from U.S. Talk Network, Um, and uh, she broadcasts at 11 a.m. each Monday through Friday, and we hope that you will catch the excitement of the real raw and right now at the I Declare show Uh, another program note uh, our deepest sympathies and condolences are extended to our colleague Andre Eggleson who lost his mother on yesterday Um, Andre is uh, a big family man and uh, we just hope that he and his family uh, will be able to hold each other up uh, as they go through this difficult time. What a great loss to lose the matriarch of your family. Um, A real tough time. Another thing that I'm putting on the agenda tonight, tomorrow, will be the first anniversary of the death of my mother. It's been a tough year, and I'd like to talk about that. Um, I'd like to um, talk about how in our community um, black women have held up the sky. And they have held up the sky despite the oppressive nature of our history how black women have held up the sky and what it has meant in terms of just um just in terms of 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 what it has meant in terms of how it, it has formed Our guiding principles, our framework for morality, our foundation for perseverance, and how it has informed, indeed, our culture. If you're just joining us, this is Our Common Ground. I'm a little stuffed up tonight, but we will certainly take your calls at three four seven eight three eight nine eight five two, Uh because people are indicating that they're uh, having some trouble hearing us. We don't want you to have any trouble hearing us, because we bring the message and the voice of liberation to black people every Saturday night. We want to talk about race, we want to do it with courage, we want to do it in truth, and we want to Do it with hope. So uh, our number is 347-838-9852. We've got some friends who are emailing me saying that they didn't catch the beginning of the show, so we're going to go out and come back in. I'm Janice Graham, and this is Our Common Ground. If you are listening and you can hear me, you can join us in our chat room uh, at blogtalkradio.com backslash OCG. Speaking truth to power and ourselves.
1: This is our Common Ground, Alternative Activist Empowerment talk radio. Speaking truth
4: to power and ourselves.
3: Who are you? You don't know? Don't tell me Negro, that's nothing. What were you before? The white man named you a Negro. And where were
1: you?
0: And what did you have? What was yours? What language did you speak then? I am a revolutionary.
2: This is about what we didn't do. Amen. Then it speaks to us and the possibility for us as a future person. Because ultimately our people's future resides
4: on what we do outside of the white house
1: african descent fairly america
3: failed she put
2: 10 p.m. Eastern Time, from the Our Common Ground Studios,
0: live.
1: And now to Our Common Ground with Janice Graham
2: we're ready to go is miss india declare on board i'm not seeing that she can uh she is hearing us brother Raphael. thank you for joining us tonight house music lover out of chai town where's that alfo somebody wake alfo up you know alfo's got a house full of company and he has a tendency to get in his recliner and um The World Passes Him By. Tonight here at Our Common Ground, and thank you for being with us. Our number is 347-838-9852, and it is open mic Saturday night. So that means that you have to bring an authentic and legitimate agenda to these microphones. Write down the number. It's 347-838-9852, and we do thank you for joining us. Some very interesting things went on in the world of politics uh, this week, and it is certainly true that the Postal Service faces serious problems. Mail volume is falling. The uh, Postal Service's annual deficits are rising. The postal system is slowly circling the drain. If you pay any attention to postal service issues or postal issues at all, you're familiar with some of the proximate causes of these problems. Now, one of the limited problems is email is eroding first-class mail volume. The big problem is that Congress forces the Postal Service to pre-fund retirement benefits for employees it hasn't even hired yet but the deepest source of the postal services woes is your Congress not some imagined incompetence on the part of the management and executives of the postal service the postal service is quite well maintained and managed and operates as efficiently and as effectively as we have any right to expect, given the constraints that Congress has imposed on it. And the main constraint is political. Now, I ask you this question. Poor poor Mr. Donovan, not Donovan, Donahue, the Postmaster General, he came on and announced that the U.S. Postal Service intended to move forward with a plan to stop Saturday delivery of mail. And that would be effective sometime in August. And when he did this, he stuck his thumb, he stuck his thumb in the nose of Congress because he was calling their bluff. How many of you understand how important the role of the postal service has been in constructing a black middle class I'm just asking and the number is 3478389852 I was honored to be able to um to listen to uh, Alpha of the Alpha Show on TruthWorks Network. It airs every Friday night at 10 p.m. And Alpha covered in detail what this all means. But I'm beginning to believe that all we want to do is suck up the bad air and exhale it. That this really does not matter. To the American public. Well, I I also want to say that at some point it's going to matter to somebody. And at some point we have a responsibility as activists, as people who purport that we know what's going on, that we have the, uh, we have, uh, we need to, understand what this will all mean in our community. Now, if you think about it, a lot of people are saying, oh, well, I'll use UPS, I'll use FedEx, because that's what the Congress wants you to do. That's exactly what they want you to do. They want you to be in a position so that you can hear them tell you there's no other Option but to privatize the services provided by the U.S. Postal Service so that their friends, UPS, FedEx, DHL, and some other private corporations can take over what a quasi government organization does pretty well. I don't know about you, but I love the idea when I, I do a a lot uh, of online online uh, purchasing. As a matter of fact, I, I do almost all. I can't stay in a mall or a store, and somehow I can't breathe in those places. So most of my shopping, except for when Grand Princess comes along and she insists that I go shopping with her, I I can't I feel like I can't breathe in those stores. I feel like I feel like people are crawling on you, and the and the salespeople are crawling in the crevices of the floor because they're hiding from you. You can't get any service. But anyway, and I tell you a funny story. India Declare will uh will really uh relate to this. <coughs> I did so much online shopping. And when I do online shopping, every time I purchase something, I I don't wait to see the email for the confirmation. I put it down on my little tablet I keep here on my desk. And so I was so busy shopping, and I was putting down what the prices were. And I thought the next morning at breakfast, I ought to mention, I spent an awful lot of money. Uh, in the last three or four days. I mean, I I, I really thought, I I really did, more money than I had planned. And in these parts, um, I I try to keep it so that we don't spend any money that we have not planned to spend. That's how we stay out of the poor house. But anyway, the next morning I'm thinking, oh, my God, I spent way too much more money than than I should have spent. And I was trying to calculate it, and I went to on my online banking thing to take a look at the credit card and the debit card, and I hadn't spent anything. That's how that's how hard I was. I actually had put things in carts, but I never hit the buy it button. So I hadn't spent any. I hadn't spent hardly any money. So um that's how how concentrated and intense I am in shopping online. Well, I calculate around shipping. If it's going to take 3 days and it's Tuesday, I select shipping method being the US Postal Service immediately because I know if it doesn't get here Friday, it'll get here Saturday. India, when Saturday delivery starts, we're living with the same thing we have to live with, with UPS and FedEx around our online shopping because you won't be getting it on, you you will not be getting it on Saturday. The other part of this is how unwholesome this kind of legislation is did you hear me say that the most serious problem is that back in 1970 congress dealt with the postal crisis of that era by transforming the governing arrangements of the postal service changing it from an old line cabinet department to a quasi-independent government enterprise that was supposed to be free to operate in a more business-like fashion. But this is what they imposed. They imposed upon this quasi-government enterprise the idea that it has to pre-fund Retirement benefits for employees that it hasn't even hired. Additionally, it has to pay it to to Congress. So you're looking at a financial sheet that says the Postal Service is in fifty million dollars in debt, when in fact it is only ten, because four, in fact it is only it's sixty, but in fact it's only ten because fifty has to be put in a retirement fund of the proceeds from the service, so that's like you running your business um that's that's like the government requiring you to pay for all your FICA your Medicaid your Social Security, your health benefits of people that you project to hire for the rest of your business and for those who are currently your employees. So you would have to put that aside before, before you even paid the wages, before you even paid your bills. So if you want to talk to us about what this means, and and I am telling you, I'm suggesting to you that this is important to us whether you use the U.S. Postal Service or not, and all of us use it. But if the Postal Service goes away, it is only in the last 25 years that there has been a stream of African Americans who have been hired and moved up into the ranks of this particular quasi-government, then turned quasi-government, and it was in 1970 that all of these changes occurred. So I think that's an extraordinary story uh, event that went on in our community uh, this this uh, week, and I would I would welcome your comments about it. The second thing I want to talk to you about is Chicago. Um, I said last week uh, in, in talking with Plathel Benjamin and you that I wasn't quite stirred up about the idea that uh, President Obama attend the funeral. It would have been nice, but um, it would have also caused him some other kinds of political problems, stumbling blocks, uh, impediments, tweaks that he would have to make. So uh, he sent his representative of the executive branch, and that was his wife, the the lovely, wonderful um, Michelle Obama, Michelle Robinson Obama. But there is still something that's sticking out there, and that is about what are we going to do to respond to the violence in Chicago? Um, Eddie Ellis, who is a, a friend and we talk, and we talk a lot on on um, Facebook, posted something that got me to thinking seriously. Uh, he posted on his Facebook page that got me thinking really seriously about what is it that we need to do in Chicago. I'm going to read a little bit of what he had to say. And thank you, Eddie Eddie and I hope you join us on Saturday nights Um, and you're with us tonight. He said that the killings that's taking place in Chicago has been on my mind because it's so many people being killed over nothing at the end of the day And so many families being hurt. Now listen to this because this is real important for you to listen to to understand the context in which he is writing this. I have been a part of the streets when I was a teen. And I went to prison for 15 years because of my actions. And I know the politics of the street. I have learned a lot from what I went through and I know from experience that people in the streets who are respected in Chicago can bring some people together to try and bring an end to what's going on. I know that you, you don't want the government to place the National Guard in the streets because things may get worse because things like that don't go right in the black community. And he further writes, I am calling on the people in the street who are respected to try and put a stop to the mass killing of black people. Let's fight this stuff and try to save a life. Your brother in the struggle, Eddie, and that is a posting that Eddie Ellis wrote, and and it's been sticking in my brain. I, I think I have Velcro. My brain might be made of Velcro or, or sticky tack. You know, the little sticky tack you use to make little boxes. Well, it really, it really stayed with me for a number of days. And today, I finally tried to put it together. And I posted on Facebook. Here is an idea, Mr. President. This is kind of like um, a letter from uh, a letter from um, uh, Mar- Melissa. This is an idea from Janice. Here is an idea, Mr. President. Call an emergency summit for the city of Chicago. Call your relevant cabinet agencies and their partners to meet with state and local government safety, social, and mental health officials, parents, and grassroots community representatives in Chicago for three days. You know, a long time ago, you know, I was trained in political action by um, Dr. Ron Walters. Um, May he be dancing with the ancestors. Um, And for every conference or every... uh, a meeting or a large meeting that we call for the for the for the black community. He taught that there should be a charge. Gary, Indiana. There was a charge. Why are we here? What must we do while we are here? So I said, make the charge, mister President. One, identify the root causes of the violence and gun problems in the neighborhoods. Two, develop a plan for implementation in five days. Set up a reward system for information leading to the identification of perpetrators. Mandate that the plan be systemic and ask for a report every day for 90 days. If your cabinet secretaries cannot deliver the answers on Chicago from Homeland to HUD, HHS, labor, education, justice, along with the partners that they fund, All of them should be replaced. Additionally, call for an investigation of all federally funded programs that are charged to service the children of Chicago to file a report justifying why their funding should be continued. Require that all city federal funding be investigated to determine where federal resources are going and whether or not they can be used, utilized in other places. Examine specifically the circumstances of, of, circumstances of how block grants in the city are being distributed and whether those distributions are consistent with federally approved cooperative agreements. Start there, Mr. President. And you attend the first day of the summit issuing the charge. If you don't understand this process, study the work of Dr. Ronald Walters and the work of other experts in community organizing and planning. This is not rocket science or even advanced political science. I will do my part to ensure that Chicago will be part of your presidential legacy. You can choose what that will be. That was my that, that was my public... That was my public... Announcement are you all telling me you're still having problems in the um in the chat room? Everybody hold up your hand if you can hear me. Navoxar just came in the chat room I, I see her welcome, and thank you for joining us tonight. um brother Raphael, we lost him um, so uh Navoxar, can you hear me okay. House Music Lover says he hears me. Um, The Voxar says she can hear me. Alpha, answer the the damn phone. Can you hear me? See, you all see how trifling Alpha can be sometimes? He can be a trifling brother. But I love him just the same. I don't know why. I guess you can't choose the people you love. (laughs) So... (coughs) Excuse me. <clears throat> so that is my response to what's going on in Chicago. So we've got Chicago up. We've got um uh the US Postal Service. We're going to take um uh a call and then we're going to move on to the manifesto of Christopher Dorner and the Los Angeles Police Department's Recent, recent actions, which raise a lot of disturbing uh, questions. Let's see. 404, you're on the air. I respect you. Thank you for your call, and thank you for being with us. Hey, how are you doing there, Miss Janice? Damn. Uh, Big West, you sound worse than me.
3: No, I'm, I'm sounding good. I'm just, just the way I sound. I'm, I'm, oh, okay. I changed my perspective of the way I, I'm going through life right now. I forget about all this emotion stuff, so I'm kind of like going through life mellow wise It's been a hell of a year. Uh, cause, uh, on the 18th of February, that'll be the one year anniversary that I lost my mother down in Fort Lauderdale. Uh-huh. And the 18th? Of February. The 18th of February, yeah.
2: Um, It'll be a year for me f- with my mother tomorrow. Andre Eccleson will pass through this journey by next year yeah. this time. It, yeah. it, it's a tough thing. It's a very yeah,
3: tough it's thing. Rough. It's a rough club. I mean, and plus I yeah. lost so many of my classmates, about five or six of them uh, last year, and uh-huh. a whole bunch of old people in my neighborhood. It's been uh, rough, but like I said before, that's the good Lord letting everybody know the vibrational plane speeding up on this planet, and, and uh-huh. the people like us. That's still around. Uh, we here for a reason, and the reason is the whole this paradigm shift is the these dirty red. next still had their six thousand years of doing what they do, and so they they on the bottom of the barrel. So all this stuff they're trying to do to us is backfiring on us. It's backfiring on them. Put it this way, it's uh-huh. backfiring on, on them. And uh, as far as that crap what happened in Chicago was a bunch of BS, because. Uh, uh, all them people, what I even process
2: in Chicago?
3: All the people shooting up, and then they are gonna publicize that young lady funeral and all that. If the family should have just said, just have a little funeral and do what they do, and, 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 and see, it's, it's people need jobs, Ms. Janet. This whole gun thing is all tied up to jobs, money, prison industrial complex, and lock people up, and, and it's all backfiring because because gonna be a lot more mature in Canada. they're coming down the pipe, okay. That that yep. brother there, 'cause they ain't got no proof or no picture here of him killing nobody. And so far as I'm concerned, he had not done nothing. All I saw him was standing at the ATM machine uh-huh. and standing and standing there at the gun range, or whatever. He tried to play them post game and it backfired on him. And it's some, the it's, it's whole this whole system been getting ready to crumble. So if y'all not right with God, y'all better get right, right. So 'Cause this whole system getting ready to fall apart, because it's all. Top heavy, a foundation is just top heavy. Too much money at the top, nothing at the bottom. So this whole crap really crashed. And they set my brother Warren Valentine. up. I mean, they gonna charge him for some mortgage for And my, uh, and, and my mortgage company, the HSBC, Cricket than hell as they are. And it, it's a joke, man. It's a joke, Miss Janice. And, uh, and well, and you know, borrow. one of the things, one of
2: the things, uh, I had a, a friend who said to me that the rhetoric on the right is mirrored on the left. Yep. And she's absolutely right.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Because we have lost our way, Big West. Yeah. We have forgotten who we are. You know, I, I listen you know, I read and listen I I I I think sometimes my mother used to tell me that my heartache was going to come from knowing too much
0: well. And she
2: used to tell me, you know, my mother my mother was in a uh, She was self-educated
0: mm-hmm. And she
2: used to tell me that sometimes when you know too much It becomes a burden But I will tell you that in all the stuff that I read All the stuff, I mean, I must read four newspapers every day I I read Truth Out, like some people read the Bible, Truth Dig, Think Progress, Talking Points Memo. I don't fool with Huff and Compose too much, but every now and then I'll run through there to see what items they have in it and I can go find another source. Um, I read Crisis Magazine. I will not read Essence because I can figure all that out on my own. I I, I depend on India Declare to keep me on that. Um, but the, the thing is that we are covering over our basic, and this is my point. You knew I had a point, right? Um, we are so. covering over our basic obligation and responsibilities to ourselves and our ancestors. Yeah. All these words, all these fancy, you know, like I hear you saying, shifting paradigm." You know, my mother doesn't understand that. But she did understand one thing, and that is that black people better start loving each other and taking care of
3: each other because nobody else is going to do it. That's That's right. Because the first thing I do is when I see somebody look like me, I speak to them and say, how you doing? That's where and it starts. That's where it starts. You say, how you doing to speak to people? It's hard to do it in Chicago, man, because I walk in Chicago. See, everywhere I go, like big towns, I just walk through the hood because nobody don't bother me because I keep it real with people. Nobody bother me, so Chicago people don't want to speak. But I walked all the way from Sixty Third Street to Ninth Street. I do the uh-huh. same thing in West Palm Beach, Broadway, Miami, uh, or D.C., everywhere I go in Atlanta, everywhere I go because I keep it real with people. But it's just up to us to walk the streets. I got to like, walk through the hood, quit being scared, Our folk, Get out that recliner and walk down through Englewood and talk to the folks. So that 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 whole that whole thing that through them today, the press and CNN was there just to make look and see what somebody was somebody gonna act a fool and come in that church shooting today. That was the whole deal to it a perspective uh, uh, spectacle. And, and number one, uh, how many times them preachers been throwing to DC? Or uh, talk to the president, so called, about some kind of black agenda. Them three stooges, Sharp, them being jealous, and the other clown, Laurel. These three stooges, ain't nothing. They, I mean, they're a joke, Miss Janet. And people start going to start turning on them in a minute, okay? okay well, I proceed. think
2: people have started turning on them. But rather than turning on them, Wes, let me suggest something. We need to call them into account.
3: Right. I pay my NAACP dues. Mm-hmm.
2: And when the NAACP is not on the path or taking the journey or serving the interests or voice of our people
0: they need right. to hear about that. But right. we
2: can't we can't uphold wrong because we believe in the person who has the wrong in the pot.
5: Right. Well, you see, know, what I, do, I don't
2: know. I, I... Were you with us last week?
3: Yeah, I listen. I don't like to get on the chat room and all that because see, I, okay. I learn more by listening than talking. That's why I have just been listening lately. But uh, I think
2: one of the reasons that I mean, there are a number of things for which I grossly disagree with um, with Playthel Benjamin. But the reason that I have respect for him is because when he brings his argument, he's bringing his research and his facts to back up what he wants to, what he has to say, his argument. problem might be is everything that he has to say is his argument. And right. when you have a closed argument, other people don't matter.
3: Uh-huh. That See, I learned
2: the secret, is, 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 secret of life is three words, yes or no
3: choices, okay? that's it, the, the, I, I'll boil it down to the secret of life with yes or no is whatever you gonna do, it come up to whether you're gonna do it or not. And as simple as that and uh we are the children of Israel, whether y'all wanna believe it. I did research on that too. Is we are the folks that that God promised that we're gonna have as long as we stick to what God told us to do and quit all uh, following uh, <coughs> You all right? You get yeah, you, I'm okay. it. And and stop following chasing uh, the iPhone and iPads and all that crap and just Start loving each other and start putting out resources. But what I was getting ready to say, uh, I have to get to uh Rainbow Push down here in Atlanta, cause right now I could whenever I have legal matters, they'll they look into it for me and check it out. Cause uh I I spend all my money up on a lawyer trying to uh do something in Florida, and, and the lawyer even lawyer we is crooked, but uh, uh I got charged with uh, uh what you call that in Florida uh. A double Jeopardy, where they're going to charge me twice with two DUIs in the same courtroom on two different days back in 1990-something. But anyway, any uh, the legal matter I have in Georgia, I did, uh, go through Rainbow Push, and they'll check it out. I got to get a Jets on that. So, but
2: see, the, the thing is that we don't talk about enough. I mean, there are people out there, they're, they're crucifying Jesse Jackson. We're crucifying Al Sharpton. We're crucifying Tavis Smiley. And Tavis Smiley ought to be crucified. That crap wow. that he pulled with, uh, with 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 um, Wells Fargo Bank.
3: Yeah, but look here. they had uh, they had new deals on it. See what what they should be doing on both sides is getting getting together with Mr. Ron Walters or somebody trying to because he's trying to start not Ron Walters, not Dr. Claude Anderson.
1: he uh-huh. he
3: He got water for, Waterland Fisheries in Maryland, and he's trying to start an industry where we are, are calling the seafood market for tilapia and ocean perch and yellow perch, and he's growing them uh, hydroponically through well water in Maryland. he got one prototype set up, and he's looking for people with deep pockets to invest so we can call that industry, put one in every city, so mm. we can have put some folks to work and say, well, we only see seafood. Uh, what's going on, like them folks on Dunkin' Donuts uh, or whatever else, and the potatoes on the hotel. If that, that's all we got to do. Just see, I'm about economic now. Forget about this politics stuff, cause it's all well, a joke. Well, you you I, can't I, I, you you can't separate the two
2: Big West. You you know that. That's the reality of it.
3: Let me ask you something. What's the definition of politics?
2: The art of compromise.
3: No, ma'am. The no. definition of politics. Poly means many, and tick is a parasite. Okay? As simple as that. What that's where we messed up trying to go to politics. As a matter of fact, uh, Dr. Claude Hamilton said what we should do is form our own party and don't run no candidates and just take the people I mean, that's running. I've been, and I've been out.
2: There, done that.
3: Okay, look what, what you think if we are all start voting Republican? That's no, what, I what do we with.
2: got to come back to is some basics, and that is that when we compete with each other, we are also competing with our failure.
3: You got to break that down, I mean, you know.
2: okay. You see, uh, part of the problem is like Dr. Claude Anderson, who I have known and respected for many, many years. He's been on this show when I was on terrestrial radio many times. Tavis Smiley, all these people—they're all competing for the same pot of money. It's called the 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 Black Charity. Okay Imagine for a minute Big Wes If every one of us Who Say 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 12 million of us Decided mm-hmm. we're going to support Claude Anderson And we all send him $50 That's the money yeah. right
4: there Yeah
2: But what is the reason that that does not happen what is the reason why um, um, black people got caught with prime lenders, predatory lenders? Because we didn't. Ha- we got we got uh, the four <laughs> black banks in this country, and all of them are crooked. Yeah. and I I ain't ashamed to say it.
3: Yeah, because the black bank, I deal with here. I had some uh, money in the bank, and I just asked for uh, a secured loan on the money I had. You know, and that's was, the real
2: deal. Last year this time, yeah. Big West, I wouldn't have said that on the air. But damn, right. we got to get real at some point. Unity right. One Bank in Boston is right. doing a more business. 87% of all of their loans go to white businesses. That's Mm -hmm. shameful. Yeah. When we have black businesses here who are just simply making it by the skin of their teeth.
0: The same black
2: bank. Here, here, i I, 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 can give you another example. In terms of how we have got to turn this thing around because we have got to start respecting that we have to do this. Right. Uh Black Bank gives the black church a 150-year-old black church in Boston. One of the oldest churches in this country of black people. And they're foreclosing on them.
3: Right, but see, they, they they should let people know. Uh, the church should let people know it, and we and then uh, put them. No, put we ain't the gonna talk about how the play. church
2: lied to the bank.
3: Wow! We well,
2: but you see, the me, thing is, we have to learn the art of politics with each other, and that is how we
3: compromise with each other. Yeah, that's why I said uh, uh the worst thing really that happened to us was uh, this doggone integration. That's the worst thing that happened we, well, uh, you know
2: the only the only thing that we have done about integration is that black people can go spend their monies with white yeah. people yeah, that's right there you go
3: And that's the, only, never, never. that's
2: the only real integration that has occurred. we can that's go right. you know like um, I had to explain to my grandson why we are not eating at IHOP, his favorite restaurant, anymore.
0: mm uh-huh. yeah, and, and, like, and
2: all I had to say to him was, because IHOP gave millions of dollars to try to defeat the presidency of Barack Obama simply because they think it's the bastion that white people only
3: are entitled. Yeah, you and probably you probably saved his life with all these neurovirus viruses and all these new viruses going on, and they don't want to give people health care. And so the people fixing the food might might be, that's probably how you got sick. He's not. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. God is putting the plagues on America every time. Y'all, y'all, just don't worry about it. The good Lord is happening in America. It's plagues coming down every week. Even that when they went to Iraq, they come back. Them soldiers that came out from Iraq, that's how they got that Mercer. That's how they brought that Mercer back from Iraq. All them soldiers that went to Iraq—that's all these new uh fresh eating diseases and stuff. The good yeah. Lord is gonna the body yeah. line, and, yeah. and 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 uh, so we just need to get together and start putting our stuff together and working together and, and cut the because these white folks, their they whole civilization is getting ready to crumble. Okay, and so they ain't gonna have no jobs with y'all, nobody. Okay, so. We don't have to create our own job, do some bottering or whatever. So you can just mute me and let somebody else talk. I don't want to take up the show. Appreciate it. I'm run out of
2: steam. Big West is always good to hear from you. Yeah. You're always keeping it real.
3: Yes, ma'am. All the time. Love y'all. We on us. What we got to do? After we got that's to hit right. the street, man. You got to hit the street. It's on us.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, we're we're glad to hear from you, <coughs> and we thank you for. <coughs> Dag, we thank you for uh, your contribution. All the time. And I'm mute. That was Big West, right out of Georgia. Our number is three four seven eight three eight nine eight five two. We already have the U.S. Postal Service on the on the table, and we already have um, Chicago. And how do you stop the violence? And what is um, what is a the government's responsibility in all of this. You're listening to Our Common Ground. I'm Janice Graham. Our number three four seven 347- 838-9852.
0: We'd like to hear from you. We'll be right back.
1: This is Our Common Ground with Janice Graham.
2: Thank you for being with us here tonight at our Common Ground. One of the things I want to point out is that we have to be very careful in our critical analysis of where we are and the issues in front of us, especially around public policy and government policies that affect us, continue to oppress us, that if we are going to transform and change the laws and the regulations under which we are governed, we have to ensure that we are filtering out those features of oppression. We cannot embrace oppressive forces and think that it is change. So why don't we begin by saying we're going to ask 10 fundamental questions. Don't go any further than 10. You know, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, let's talk about your 10.
0: To power and ourselves. I want to know why I'm fine one minute and the next. My body aches so bad I can't move. I want to know why my hair is falling out. I'm only 17. I'm tired all the time. Now, this rash. I just want to know what's going on. When you don't have the
2: right answers, it may be time to ask your doctor the right question. Could I have lupus? For answers, for support, for hope, visit couldihavelupus.gov or call 1-800-994-9662. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Office on Women's Health and the Ad Council. Drilling down, just dang When injustice becomes law Resistance becomes duty
4: The is Alpha, hosting the best of pushback talk radio.
1: The Alpha
2: Show, only at TruthWorks Network, Fridays, 10 p.m.
4: Word up. Hi, this is Miles. And you are listening to Our Common Ground, Janice Grimm, Top Radio That Matters. Harriet Tubman, respect. Malcolm X, respect. W.E.B., Du Bois, respect. Reverend Martin Luther King, respect. Sojourner Truth, respect. Word up, it's all about respect.
2: Thank you very much for joining us here at Our Common Ground, speaking truth to power and ourselves, transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time. I'm Janice Graham, and our number is 347 on this open mic Saturday night. We're going to go to our phone, 646. You're on the air. I respect you. Thank you for joining us.
4: Yeah, this is Jay from New York. I just have a, a real simple question. Why, why do people take offense to the fact that some people question the president about not going to this um, young sister's funeral um, in Chicago when she went and sung, gave a part of her soul and everything to him, but he couldn't go to her funeral and pay some respect, but he goes to some little white kids' funerals whose parents probably didn't even vote for him because a group of them were, were killed and then used them to try and change the gun laws in this country and have the Reverend Al and the rest of them try to convince black folks that we should give up our guns. You know, okay, at, at, at what point in time do we? start to realize who are our friends and who are really our enemies and they're crazy you know, how we're gonna survive here. Well, I can't
2: answer the I I can't answer the question on behalf of those people who are offended because I don't know who they are. But it's an interesting question. Why do you think and what did you what did you hope would be accomplished by the President's Uh, Presence at uh, the funeral Today
4: Um, I don't think Really anything Would be accomplished Other than a sense Of showing some Respect and concern For her just like He did with the little white kids You know what I mean I think that um, those Those little White kids are not any better than that sister and some of the other African people that have been killed. You know what I mean? I I, I think that at some point in time, we're going to have to make some harsh decisions about how we deal with him because it's quite obvious that he's not going to deal with us on any sincere level in the manner that he's dealing with the Latinos and the gays. And others, but I do also understand that the reason for that is because they have an agenda that they put forward, something that unfortunately we don't have, and I don't think honestly that we have the leadership to put forward the type of agenda that is necessary for our development, because I honestly and sincerely don't think that. Um, Al Sharpton, marielle jealous and the rest of them can be trusted. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm, I'm in New York. I've witnessed Al Sharpton from when he first came into the limelight until he is to where he is right now. And I, I would hope at some point in time you would get Automatic on your show <laughs> you, you know, it's really
2: interesting. I'm sitting here and I'm looking at my notepad. Uh, I have been trying. I I have been trying to uh reach out to Altamatics for a couple of months now, um, even before the election, uh, to get him here. And I've talked to uh two of his people, I've talked to his wonderful wife and and for some reason um I'm not getting a connection but let's go back to 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 some of the points that you made Jay. One of them is that the president might have shown uh, a modicum of respect to our community and the other that struck me is that we have not presented him with an agenda and I don't know if I can altogether agree about that. I mean, I know what my agenda is. I got my, my, my ten things. Raise the minimum wage to $12 an hour. Close down Guantanamo Bay. Stop drone attacks that kill innocent people. Repeal the foreign intelligence surveillance. Create a jobs program that helps build the country's infrastructure. Um, appoint an uh, an African-American woman to the Supreme Court. Who is left of center? Um, uh, structure viable middies, talks, and negotiate Hamas as a non terrorist organization and the legitimate representative of the Palestinian people stop all military intervention and supportive military intervention and stop use in Africa and stop using Africa as a chess piece with China and other countries and establish support and create trade deals with African nations that will encourage them to sell their goods in the United States. That's my agenda. So in, in, I don't in think every
4: in 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 every in every last one of those that you placed on your agenda except for maybe one will absolutely never ever happen under the Obama okay. administration. And if we know he that he wouldn't Jay. even he would he would not even entertain it. But he see, would this not is- even entertain it because of the simple fact that it would probably make his rich donors and white friends upset. Because you realize now that he, he has really two objectives going on for for the next four years, a true honest reality is to try and get more people elected in 2014 and to keep a Democrat in office in 2016. That is his sole objective, and to continue the growth of the empire. Those Jay. ten things that you spoke about, I agree with eight or nine of them, But I absolutely know he would never, ever, ever address near one of them.
2: Well, you know what, Jay? Here's my position on this. I don't know, and our number is 347-838-9852. If people want to call in and respond to um, some of the comments that Jay has made, you certainly can do that. But here's my response to this. There has, the president is the president, Okay. That's the reality. And the president of no president from, from George Washington to John Adams to Abraham Lincoln to Bill Clinton and Jimmy Carter and John F. Kennedy, LBJ, the only president – that I have known in the history, that I have studied in the history of this country that has gone against the grain because he understood the political realities of what he was going to do was Lyndon Baines Johnson.
4: Right. Okay. And what did Lyndon Baines Johnson create? That's the key question right there. What did Lyndon Baines Johnson create? He created create? his own
2: political suicide.
4: Yeah, by in, in signing Executive Order One
2: One Two Four Six and the and Title Seven and the Fair Housing Act and the um, Minority Business Enterprise Act. Right. But the thing that I am most concerned about, and I keep saying this, I don't care. Whether Barack Obama went to a funeral in Chicago because how many there, there, there have been 221 black people killed in the streets of Chicago this year. What I care about is whether he garners the resources of our federal dollars to go into Chicago and make the people who are responsible accountable. Do
1: you yeah, know how but, many but dollars? Dennis.
2: You know how many dollars
4: that goes you know how many I agree get it. I agree with what I agree with you what you're saying, but see, the flip side of it is now think about this. The same people who we look to for leadership and direction get caught up in petty BS like Jesse Jackson Junior and his wife. Now he's going to jail, his wife may go to jail and his babies are going to suffer for pettiness. We're not but talking the same about Elon-type money. We're not talking about Wall Street-type money. We're not talking about real, real serious money. You understand? We're talking about pettiness. See, the problem with black folks is we deal in pettiness. We don't yes. deal in big things. We don't deal in making Barack Obama accountable for what he's not doing no, So then you know we get hits Like Warren Valentine I don't agree with a lot of things That Warren Valentine Says But I saw and I listened To how hard that man worked To get Obama Back into office And you telling me That Obama couldn't call The Attorney General in Atlanta, Excuse me, In Chicago And tell him to back off you see, that's what white folks do for a, one ever
2: happened that that is I can't tell you how many politicians who I have ushered into power and see, I like to be a king maker, I don't want to be a king who have never done anything to empower this broadcast okay but but that's that's aside from that. Jesse Jackson all those people uh, uh uh Walters uh Boxer all in people um um the other people John Lewis all in people they're politicians and we can't cast our fate to, into a political system that we do not control
4: so that is my that is my concern
2: argument. That is my concern, my criticism of all this nonsense. You can beat up on this president all you want to. You can have disdain for him in the same way that we had disdain for George Bush. We are not going to do any more than to have the disdain. And what it's doing is robbing us of the resources.
4: I will tell you. Dennis, I'll I'll leave you with this. Everything that you are saying is correct. That's why I'll make the statement that we don't have a plan. You cannot expect for people who are in political office and who are doing the things that they're doing to go about the business at hand of uplifting us. It's going to have to take a grassroots movement to do it. It's going well, to have to it, take it, it unconventional it takes leadership to
2: start a movement. You know, the
4: thing is, the point that you're missing is you have to hold people accountable, and you have to have people like the president who will show you a degree of respect. Unfortunately, the president doesn't seem to realize that he has to show us some form of respect because he takes us for granted and that's what we're not we as a community are not realizing why do people don't say you we're you not you realizing That's everything, everything that
2: everybody's talking about don't say we don't realize it we can't figure out how to make the the transformation He's not making the transformation we're not making the transformation but i tell you well, what we're making But but, but let the me thing. Jay. let me why just does say he
4: this we have to transform into something that we want him to well, if we don't put certain we've, demands we've and had hold four years and he, hasn't he done doesn't. It
2: yet. We've had four years and he hasn't done it yet. But well, I, I'll tell you one it. thing. If he's we go after his Get people. It.
4: Get it. Get it. Do you believe, now be honest, do you believe that in four years when he's out of office that the conditions for African Americans in the United States will be better or worse. Everybody is under the impression that it's going to be better. I am saying that it's going to be worse because austerity measures are coming to the country within the next year to two years. That's going to absolutely wreak havoc in our community. As soon as the 2014 election is over, all hell is going to break loose.
2: Yep. And and but one of the things that you're not paying attention that we are not paying attention to is how, you know, it's just like um uh today everybody in my neighborhood was checking the vents on their heating system to make sure it wasn't covered by snow and everybody die in their houses from carbon monoxide poisoning. Well, we haven't done the work. We have not done the work to ensure that we cannot be ignored, and that's why we're being ignored. Hey, Jay, I really enjoyed this conversation. But I'm going to tell you, go after.
4: When a person is the
2: king, you go after his court. Jay, are you still there? Jay hung up. But I'm going to make this point again. I hope Jay is still listening. When a person is king, you go after his court. 773, you're on the air with Our Common Ground. I respect you. Thank you for your call.
1: Hello, Janice. Run, Janice, run.
2: Ha, ha, ha. It's the alphadophilus
1: Janice, I, I was listening to Jay, and you know who Jay is. Jay is the former guy we know as Bebo from U.S. Talk. Oh. And, I, you know, I, I get along with Jay. I mean, I get along with Bebo, J slash Jay. But how how ridiculous is that to suggest that Obama, somehow he's holding some hard on because Obama didn't attend this young lady's funeral, and then he wants to equate that she went to his inauguration. She went to his inauguration as part of a marching uh, band, as part of a group. This was, I mean, aside from her death, if that's the only thing that uh, – they have in common because, they, you know, they were, they've both been in the same place at that particular time. What, Michelle Obama going to the funeral doesn't say enough? And whether he goes or not, whether Michelle Obama goes or not, what about the other 280-plus children, black people, that have died in this city? And I live here. And I'm going to tell you, this is a different animal. This is a different animal. This is an animal that that has been bred on selfish, I'm going to get paid to hell with everybody else, the whole nine yards. I happened to uh, experience someone who was so excited because they had quit their job so they didn't have to pay that b any child support. Now what does that say about this this particular mindset? And when you have people who beat that drum, and that's the that's the same kind of drum beat you get from the Tavis Smiley's, the Glenn Ford's of Black Agenda Report, they want to hold him accountable. They want to hold him especially accountable when they've never held a white president accountable for nothing. And just as their voices are drowned out in silence by just ineffective, ineffective complaining. So are they with this president. And everyone says, well, we've been taken for granted. Well, you're going to either be taken for granted or you're going to side with the Republicans because the third party is simply not reality. Yes, it's the lesser of two evils, and you know that's what we are stuck with. That's what we are left with. But when you get right down to it, you have to ask yourself, you have the Democrats they may be the you know the other side of the same coin, but at least on that side of the coin, poor people middle class people have uh a chance and it was the question was raised: are they going to be better off after him, especially over thirty three million once the Affordable Care Act completely kicks in, and they're seeing a lot of people are seeing tremendous advantages of the Affordable Care Act. Is it perfect? Hell no. And just like I raised the the issue of this progressive caucus giving giving the the spectrum of a different approach to shutting down the sequester, do you think that they put in invested the time and getting that program out what's wrong with taking away the uh, the subsidies of agriculture and the subsidies of uh, the big oil company what's wrong with that what's wrong with uh raising the taxes on the on the carried interest and a and, uh, uh, Wall street transaction tax what's wrong with that? What's wrong with closing the loopholes for companies that ship jobs overseas? What's wrong with that? And that is the narrative. Instead of sitting back, listening to these Republicans say, we've got to do something about the spending. We spend too much. We spend too much. When each and every one of them raised the debt ceiling to spend under George W. Bush, and yet Democrats are so feeble, so vacuous and Disseminating this argument to the American people. So when I hear someone say, "Let's hold him accountable for the things that are happening here in Chicago," New York has nothing on Chicago when it comes to violence. We seem to have a rare ability to to outdo everyone. It seems to be a one-upsmanship when it comes to simply stupid people shooting other people down in the street of the same color.
2: Alpha let me ask you a question. Um, I'm 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 more concerned about how we utilize our resources. You know, I I I for the life of me can't figure out why we don't get one of the reasons why government is not working for people has nothing or is distant to the executive branch of the White House, but so relevant at the the cabinet level. I, I bet there are people who are badgering um, Barack Obama who have, don't even know the names of some of the most important agencies in this government. You know, you, you have to ask the question, um, George Bush spent millions of dollars putting together Homeland Security as an agency. I mean, millions of dollars. And Homeland Security has responsibility for domestic security. What the hell are they in Chicago? What have they done? And the other is, and I want people to hear this very carefully, millions of dollars go into programs which fund local organizations and and activities by nonprofits every year millions what are those programs doing in
1: chicago those programs are allocated to friends cronies, to friends and cronies to make to thank you, that's the biggest problem, Janice, and that's what that's what the everyday people simply won't see, don't see, or refuse to see.
0: Uh-huh. When you have
1: private industry feeding at the trough of tax dollars, then mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the public industry has little left, they get yep. the leftovers, and that's what's happening, that's what's going on. You have what charter schools, they're private. They can make up their own rules. You have private prisons, they make up their own rules. Each, and you have for profit colleges, they make up their rules by, mm-hmm. and on top of that, they don't produce.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So when you get now, those. That, that spots, is
2: something yeah. that people ought to be clear that those are regulations promulgated by the Congress, not by the President, and the President cannot repeal them. The President cannot repeal the bill that holds the U.S. Postal Service um, hostage um, and and places it in a box to be played with uh, for, I guess, political gifts to their friends.
4: Well, the post office, and that's
2: what's going to happen to Social Security, and and the president has no say so over that. That's what's going to happen to Medicare. President has no say. Where are these people getting this thing that Barack Obama can change the world? He can't. But I tell you what, if the regional director of HHS, HUD, Labor, and Homeland Security. Had the black community coming on, down on them like black blockbusters, things would change. But I do agree that the president has, I mean, he's got to put back on his community organizing hat and understand. And, and really begin to look at what has happened in Chicago. He's got to go to the mayor and the, and the Alder, board of aldermen, and he's got to do a Harold Washington on their asses and say, if you want federal dollars to stop coming in here, you got to do these things. And uh-huh. he's got to say to his... Secretary of those agencies You got people on the ground Who aren't doing their jobs They're they're playing The game of the local politics And it must stop And there must be a different direction He can do that But The thing to do Is the phones ought to be ringing In Chicago at the regional level Of the federal government
1: Well I'll tell you like this there are quite a few groups, but not enough groups, who are trying to push back on this violence and The more they push back it seems the more die because these people are these they're they're simply immune, immune to authority, and lawlessness is simply a foregone conclusion they'll 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 shoot someone before they are embarrassed. And they're a hundred percent wrong, but they it's a it's a thing about respect, and as if they know how they don't even know how to spell it if it weren't for Aretha's song, they wouldn't know how to spell it and I simply say that because if they respected not just themselves but everybody else, black, everybody else hispanic, we wouldn't have this they wouldn't you know the day the age of of uh, shoot them shoot em up and shoot them down anywhere, and whoever around, who's ever around, turns into collateral damage. But well, you have, you we're know. talking about what is Obama doing about the violence in Chicago, and I'm going to tell him not a damn thing. And there's nothing he can do except for put pressure on those agencies to do their job, because that seems to be the problem. The people of these agencies, government officials, won't do their jobs, just like the people of the SEC, the FCC, the FDA. All the of those government EOC? agencies, are nothing more but a revolving door of people who have managed in the industries that they're now overseeing.
2: Yep, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Hey, Alpha, thank you for your call. We're at 26 minutes past uh, the top of the hour at Our Common Ground. We've been listening to Alpha uh, and Jay has called, and we thank them all for their call. Our number is three four seven I'm going to get a break out of the way before we go to um, another call. You're listening to Our Common Ground, speaking truth to power and ourselves. We'll be right back.
1: There are, of course, those who do not want us. And even now, orders are being shouted into telephones, and men with guns will soon be
5: on their way.
0: Are... Why?
5: Because while the truncheon may be used in lieu of
2: conversation, words will always retain their power. Words offer the means to meaning, and for those who will listen, the enunciation of
0: truth. And the truth is, there is something terribly wrong with this country, isn't
1: there? You cruelty and injustice, intolerance and oppression. And where once you had the freedom to object, to think and speak as you saw fit, you now have sensors and
0: systems of surveillance coercing your conformity and... How did this happen? Who's to blame? Well, certainly there are those who are more responsible than others, and they will be held accountable. But again, truth be told, if you're looking for the guilty, you need only look into a mirror. I know why you did it.
5: Really grasp by moralizing uh, things like being lost. In other words, you're either lost or saved. If you're not saved, whatever else you are is lost. And being saved usually means uh, what pe- the people what they don't do anymore. A whole list of don'ts. I don't. Do, they never tell you what they do. It's just what they don't do. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do this. I don't do that. I don't do that. God will make me rich for it. Uh, it's what it has become. And that's being saved. So if you're not in line with all these don't do's, then you're, then you're lost. And that's very cheap. Loss refers to a, a much more profound and thoroughgoing state of being. It really has to do with the soul. And the soul is not, here again, another misconception. The soul is not some, uh, disconnected. <laughs>
2: Network. Soul of Fire with Dr. Matthew B. Johnson, Wednesdays, 10
5: p.m., TruthWorks Network, where Spirit Matters.
4: This
2: is our common ground. Thank you for being with us, speaking truth to power and ourselves, transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time. Give us a call. Let's talk about black homelessness, black mental illness, and black hunger in America. What's in store for our political agenda, and where is our political will? And thank you for being with us here at Our Common Ground. I'm Janice Graham. And I'm listening for you at three four seven eight three eight nine eight five two. We've talked to Jay and and Alfo, and we've been talking about the U.S. Postal Service, um, you know, and we always end up talking about Barack Obama. Um, um, uh, Jay um, led us in into that, um, and let me just say this about this, about that. The people who don't listen to our common ground, who don't tune into Al Sharpton's show, who don't tune into Up with Chris and Down with Toure or whatever, are Martin Bashir or ABC or Fox or whatever. Uh, in the land of simple-minded pundits, they could care less, but. We have to begin to think that if 98%, 92%, whatever, 90-something percent of black people in this country who went to vote, some of them standing in lines for four to six hours to vote for Barack Obama, or to vote against Mitt Romney. But most of them, I would deem to say from my learned experience, they went to vote for Barack Obama. When we began as activists and people who purport to understand the machinations of how government and politics intermingle and work in this country, and we begin to treat with disdain their icon, their image, their sense of hope, their sense of history changing. You know, for some people, the fact that history changed gives them hope. They don't care, Barack Obama, um they don't they don't care what Barack Obama is going to say at the State of the Union on this Tuesday uh night. They they don't care. Um and by the way, it has been our practice <clears throat> to go live at the end of the State of the Union address. We won't be doing that this year. Because I'm beginning to find that people really, they don't want to have serious discussion. They want some drive-by. They want a call by. The host says, say what you got to say. Okay, bye. Well, I'm not interested in that kind of talk radio. I'm interested in engaging with the people who potentially have the propensity and the inspiration to change the state and the condition of our people who don't listen to Al Sharpton. You know, I did mention that I was going to be talking about my mother tomorrow will be the anniversary of her death. And uh, she has always been, since I've been on radio, a person that, I would run ideas by uh, who I look to to keep me grounded because I don't want my, I don't want y'all calling up here and saying, yeah, you went to, you're a graduate of MIT Sloan School of Management. What the hell do you understand about? But my mother lived a very hard life. She would not be remiss. And smacking me across the head and saying, "Yeah, it was hard, but I made it work for me. I made it work for three girls who all had at the end by the time they were adults, I had made it possible for them to have a foundation for their lives, and she didn't always she didn't always speak Speak of those things But um, I'm just telling you um, From my vantage point My mother had a Tough life The kind of tough life That most Of the black women And people of her generation Had to Struggle through To have some peace to have some love, to have some understanding. And my mother had an a understanding of a lot of things. And one of the things that she said to me when Barack Obama made his 2004 speech at the Democratic National Committee, she said, they are going to put him up to try to quiet this country. You watch. And I kept saying to her, no, Mom, you got it all wrong. He's he, he he's just a, a junior senator from Illinois. I mean, the brother turned it out, but he, he's not going to be the president of the United States no time soon. And she, she said, you watch my word. And then after he was elected, she said to me, I mean, my mother and I would hang on the telephone, um, Um, She she never could I bought her a computer But she never could get it quite right Um, So I had a habit of uh, During the course of the day Or an evening I would call her and read her Some of the stuff from From the news on the the internet And she would say Well what are they saying on Facebook About so and so Um, uh, What are they saying Look up so and so And see what they're saying So she got her news that way, in addition to reading the Palm Beach Post. But one of the things that she said to me at, right, very shortly after, um, and 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 one of the most heart touching things was to after her death, um, every year I had a practice of doing Kwanzaa, giving her a journal. I had no idea that she had been using these journals. She made entries into these journals for almost 10 years. And I've spent this last year missing her by reading her journal. And on the night that Barack Obama was elected, she wrote about some of her hard life. She wrote, in conclusion on that day, On that night, I never thought in my lifetime I would have seen this. So I think we have to be very careful um, because it has gotten ugly. It has gotten so ugly that I have activist friends that I'm having to do a side-eye and saying, what are you doing? Because if we had spent as much time in the first four years organizing our agenda, putting up and protesting and pressing the metal to the things that we need in our community, we would not have had to be in 2013 simply thinking the only thing to do is to demonize him. Now, somebody tell me, you know, I'll give you an example. One of the people I respect a great deal sent an email to a number of us and referred to Barack Obama as the war president, the war, war lord, war lord. Um, and I, I was kind of, Put it back by that term Because If If I ask Playfield Benjamin How many presidents have not been a Have been a
0: peace
2: president He can only tell me one And that one president Actually It stood on the border Because it was John Fitzgerald Kennedy, that started the war and joined up with France in Vietnam. So, how many presidents have not had to be part of a the chief, whatever they call him, the staff chief, chief of chief of the war? You know they call him the, the military top dog. How many? Other than JFK Who did not Ever announce A war So I think We've got to be very careful Because we insult And offend The people Who And and, and we become an impediment To our own people To their aspirations Hell my hope And my aspiration is not any more important than a sharecropper in Belle Glade, Florida, who loves this president, who thinks this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. So I have to tread lightly. Last year, year before last, and the year before that, I had to tread lightly as I consulted with my mother about my issues. With the president, because the president was someone who, she, who, because of her values, her, her, her priorities, her whatever that made her hope to see that her life meant something, that something happened, and it meant something. I had to be very careful. So. Uh, I'm having these individual discussions with my friends Our number is 347-838-9852 I do want to talk about the manifesto of Christopher uh, Dorner But I need to take a break here I've got a cough But I'll be right back Remember he.
1: Listening to our common ground with Janice Graham, transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time.
0: And now back to Janice.
2: I had my little coffin break. Our uh, number is three four seven eight three eight nine eight five two. Again, we thank you so very much for for being with us. Um, I um, the Voxar is telling me how I can rebuild my life. Yeah, right. uh the the other thing is um, we can talk about some things that you might be interested in talking about. I don't know how many of you have seen the Beast of the Sudden Wild, and it is has become one of my favorite movies. Uh, I happened to watch it with the grand prince, uh, Miles, who absolutely loved it. There's a nine-year-old black girl who stars in it, and um, it's just wonderful. Uh, In our last break, we uh, heard uh, a speech made by um, a resistor uh, in the movie V for Vendetta. If you have not seen that, see it. Uh, We also will take your calls about, um, I I know that some of you are Scandal uh, fans. Our number is 347-838-9852. How about that, Harrison? Harrison said, we are fixers. We suck it up and we fix it. We don't question it. 281, you're on the air. Thank you for your call. I respect you.
4: Hey, Ms. Wait, Dennis Graham, thank you so much for your show Thank you for thank your you show Thank you for
2: joining us, Ms. India Declare I Declare Show Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. On Blog Talk Radio What's on your mind, India?
4: Well, you know, you were speaking of Your
2: your precious mom And um, uh, That so Touched me um, And uh,
4: um what i what i would like to say is just in a very general uh
2: um uh perspective is that the casual nature of who we are currently versus as i've been typing in your chat room uh these serious citizens who were our ancestors they
4: they they were obviously very serious, or we would not we would not be the benefactors
2: of their collective seriousness. Had they not been serious about their citizenry and um, in this modernization, I don't know the integration. I don't know what the facets are that have harvested what I believe is a very casual approach um to life uh to the big things to the small things uh to children to work uh, to family to bonds to it's everything has just been so diluted to this insulting insidious um uh, uh fake uh, shallow flimsy, flim flam um uh, casualness and as you are articulating and as the dean the dean's uh, uh perspective really comes to my mind as well as he has spoken so brilliantly about this um, that the presidency of Barack obama. Has been an opportunity for us to get serious and bring our constituency together as a collective and deal with um many of our issues that that we that we that we live amongst, knowing that the president is the president of all um of Americans and knowing the uh, obstinate and destructive, and and repressive, and and and, and you know the Congress uh, that he has had to deal with, and all of that. But but the casual application of our constituency overall, and specifically in the era of this particular president, is something that I, uh, um, uh, I think is the root of the problem. Is that we are not serious citizens as our ancestors were. If our ancestors were as casual as we are, we wouldn't be free to talk like this, I believe. The seriousness of our ancestors is what has harvested
4: our abilities and opportunities today, and yet we, it's almost like we, what, I mean, have we forgotten? I would call Yep I mean that's
2: what I'm saying It's like we have to match Their seriousness You don't have a Mitch McConnell That cat is serious uh,
4: uh, uh, It looks ridiculous
2: But he is very serious And that has to be Matched by our Constituency And our constituency shows up Every four years and we vote and everything Like that and all that and with this particular President of course there
4: was historic. Uh, engagement. However, on the midterms, bam, where are we? <laughs> um, it's like until we as you said at the beginning of your program, brilliant programming as always, until we get serious and get to the um, uh the skeletons um of our issues and get serious, we gotta score up there. We've been so surface, marinated and conditioned that it's like I don't even know if we're
2: conscious of our lack of seriousness. Yep, yeah, yeah. You know, um, there's an African proverb, and it says, to neglect one's ancestors would bring ill fortune and failure in life. though If we stand tall, it is because we stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. And our offense is that we been too much time, excuse me, take your children somewhere else, talking bullshit.
3: Thank you. And this lack
2: of seriousness that we have
4: applied um, in our lives uh, 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 from top to bottom is why we are not taken seriously. How the hell can people take us seriously if we're not taking our own selves and families and agendas seriously? It's like That's we right. must there there are certain core truths here that one cannot sugarcoat, that one cannot rosy color lens. We have dropped the ball in terms of how serious we are in our citizenry. We are not as seriously engaged in our citizenry as being a uni- uh, Americans here in the United States of America. <laughs> this is not a game. It's not a show. And and, and, and right. until we get serious,
1: nobody's going to
2: take us seriously, and we're bullshitting right. ourselves to think so. Baby, I love you. You're having a great show. Love I you. I love you. Thank love you, you, India. India Thank Declare, you. the I Declare show, heard here at Blog Talk Radio, 11 a.m. Monday through Friday. Wow, India. Ah, you are bringing it. Listen, uh, it's Black History Month, and here is one of the facts I want to bring to your attention. This year marks the 50th anniversary of the brutal 1963 bombing at 16th Street Baptist Church in Birmingham, Alabama. Four little girls, Carol Robertson, Cynthia Wesley, Denise McNair, and Addie Mae Collins, lost their lives that day 50 years ago at the hands of the Ku Klux Klan. This week, bipartisan lawmakers have announced the pursuit of the Congressional Medal of Honor for those victims. What you may not know is there was a lone survivor of the 16th Street bombing, and her name was Sarah Collins Rudolph. She's the younger sister of bombing victim Addie Mae Collins. Rudolph lost an eye in the attack and stood in shock, broken, and bleeding after the bomb went off. Though Rudolph is now 63 years old, she is reminded of the attacks every day with visual scars and a startling fear of loud noises. She is still haunted by medical expenses related to the September 15, 1953. Unfortunately, she and her husband have been bogged down with existing medical bills that have been denied by the Birmingham City Council. They have publicly compared her experience to the bombing of the World Trade Center and would like the same concessions and reparations offered to victims of terrorist bombings. The city has been unresponsive to their requests. This year is not only a memorable year for the bombing at 16th Street Baptist Church, but it also commemorates the fire hose incidents of the Civil Rights Movement in Birmingham and Dr. Martin Luther King's letter from a Birmingham jail. Uh, we are thankful for all of you who have joined us on this broadcast tonight. We're going to do more of this. We did not get to room for debate. I did post it um in uh the chat room we're asking you to uh give it a read uh about do black intellectuals need to talk about race their responsibility their voices um starting with W.E.B. Du Bois leading black intellectual of an earlier generation do these academics still have a special obligation to address the nation's social and racial issues. That's where we're going to be next week, right here at Our Common Ground, and we hope that you will join. And thank you so very much uh, for being with us. I'm Janice Graham. Join us on Facebook and our all of our websites, um, and tell a friend. Thank you for being with us, and have a great weekend.
0: All coming ground
2: Transforming truth To power One broadcast at a time want to thank India Jay Alco good evening. This is Janice Graham, and this is Our Common Ground. Thank you so much for being with us tonight at Our Common Ground. We're here each Saturday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. I'll be listening for you. Wishing you peace and power in the new week.